Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Monday, April 15. Ooh, tax day. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and let me pray. I'm Japheth de Oliveira, and let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you again, Lord, for this scripture. Thank you for this week as we prepare for this uh, moment and, and a reminder of the significance of uh, all the sacrifice that you have done and that you're calling us to and the, the guarantee and the hope of salvation. Lord, bless us today. Uh, bless us as we reflect on this. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, today it's the New Living Translation, the NLT, John 20, 19 through 29, subheading, Jesus appears to his disciples. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Subheading, Jesus appears to Thomas. One of the twelve disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, We have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Isn't it interesting that um, they had the room locked again? Well, it's not again. It's just the same story in a different translation. You mean again from yesterday? Yeah. No, no. Oh, uh, what do you mean? I mean that, uh, oh, yeah, that's right, because the, he appears right there when the doors are locked. Hmm. I was think I was actually thinking that actually he appeared the very first time he appeared. Let me see if I didn't read that right then. Oh, do you mean so, the second time when he came back with Thomas? Yeah, so he says here the doors were locked. Were again in the room. In yeah, yeah, came through the locked doors. And But was it locked the first time he appeared? Yeah. So that's what I mean. Is that, Both times it's locked. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that isn't it interesting that it's locked for like eight days? Well, not locked for eight days, but the next time they meet, they're still in a locked room, well, even though they've had an encounter with Jesus. Well, I mean, they would still need to be in a locked room. That's not going mm. to protect them from no, anything. No, it's just uh, I, I'm just I'm just pondering on that for a little bit and thinking about that for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you can still be in a locked room, but it's just for me. Well, what I kind of wonder, why moment. was Thomas not there the first time and why was he there later on? Yeah. Like evidently they're leaving this locked room and yeah. going other places and then coming back. So why do they sometimes go in the locked room 
and yeah. other times not. I think there's something else going on there. I'm going to, have to do some work on that. I'm kind of intrigued by that. All right, here we go. John chapter 20, and this is the, the question for today. What does it mean to receive the Holy Spirit, and why do we need the Holy Spirit? It's a great question. Yeah. Because he, this is what Jesus he does. does. It says he, he breathes. Uh, he what breathes does he say in this them. version? It says receive the Holy Spirit. It he says in the new, into them. In the, well, the New Living Translation today, it says receive the Holy oh, Spirit. Yeah. Um, is what's taking place. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So what yeah. does it mean to receive the Holy Spirit? And uh, and what does it look like for us? And I think that there are, I mean, there are movements where, and huge tribes and groups who actually say that you are not really a follower of God until you have the power of the Holy Spirit expressed in a particular way on you. Um, and then there's this story here, and then there's going to be the story 50 days later in Pentecost where the Holy Spirit descends upon them again. And people discuss that a lot as well. Like, what is the significance of this one here? And is this like a, a weak blowing of the Spirit? It's like, hey, you know, the Holy Spirit's on you and you guys feel kind of good. And now but wait for the Pentecost. That's going to be the amazing one. So there is a lot of, there's a lot of, um, theories of trying to understand that kind of stuff i, I don't lean to any, any of those actually i lean to an, a different understanding entirely but yeah yeah i don't really get the whole holy spirit thing yeah we never talk about it well yeah i suppose true. that's true um and a lot of i guess what i understand about people who are really interested in the holy spirit i mean that sounds bad it's not like i'm not <laughs> interested in the holy spirit but people who believe in these uh -huh. manifestations and think that they're important. Oh, yeah. I never understand why they would be what they are. Like, for instance, speaking in tongues mm -hmm. doesn't seem to serve any sort of a purpose that I can see other than just that you're doing it. Like, okay, that's nice. Yeah. But it, it feels like, I don't know, wouldn't God give you some kind of, like, I think the ability to heal people Stuff like that, that feels like a useful, like that's the Holy Spirit coming yeah. upon you and you can do something that makes a difference to the world and great. And I'm not saying I guess that I don't believe that people speaking in tongues are having an experience. It would be beyond me to say that one way or the other, but I don't understand it. Yeah. And I don't feel any particular desire to have that experience. I just don't see what that would do. I, so, which I mean, I don't so know. Maybe I've, I've that's not a good again, way to think about it. I've but. heard people again talk about the idea that the spirit, when you receive the spirit, that's your experience, and and so everybody needs to have that kind of experience. And I so mean, on. And maybe that's true. Maybe um, it does do something to you and, personally that an outsider looking at it just thinks, "Well, I don't understand what this." Like being in love or having any yeah. of those that somebody looking at it, it doesn't mean anything to and them. It does something good for them as well. For the person experiencing it, it means something. The thing is that when I, as I read through the Bible for, you know, um, the moments where the spirit is like uh, in active motion, I always see that the result of the spirit is to do something uh, that God's calling us to, to an action, to a place of like, proclaiming the gospel, healing people, doing something good inside there. It's never just about for the sake of, I just want you to be able to breathe. I want mm. you to be able to, you know, see, you see the blue wall. I want you to be able to see the blue wall. And so you, you have the Holy Spirit inside you. There has to be, there's a cause behind it and there's an intention behind it. And I, I believe the same for the miracles as well. I think that God had behind the miracles um, always something that he was drawing us to 
all the time inside there. So that's why it's not like, let's just do miracles nonstop about stuff, but it's miracles where there is some way that the gospel is going to be proclaimed. Mm. So earlier this, when we're talking about this, I think that um, yesterday when we talked about this passage and I, I thought about that verse again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. That's actually the, the significant part for me that helps me understand what's, what the reason the Holy Spirit is needed right now mm. because he's going to be sending them and they need the power of the Holy Spirit and it's this breath, this this the life, it's, and it's an echo. I, I feel like there's an echo with the breath. It's an echo to Genesis and uh, the idea of the breath of life and God speaking into us. And, and Jesus himself said that, you know, he was not going to, I think, let me see, let me pull my Bible, but I think it's like... Right at the beginning, uh, John 1, um, right at the very beginning there, where he actually said something about the Spirit, if I remember this correctly here. You'd think it would be easier to find John chapter 1, right? It's like <laughs> every page there. So John 1 and verse 33, I myself did not know him. This is what he says. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So he's talking about he's talking about Jesus, that Jesus will come and he's going to be the one who's going to baptize us with the Holy Spirit at some point. And Jesus says, Yes, there will be a time when I will baptize, breathe this Holy Spirit onto you. So I believe that the the gift of the Holy Spirit happens all the time. I don't think it's like um, just one moment, but I think it happens all the time. And it's always to do, to proclaim the gospel, to do something, to go for the mission of what God is calling us to. But hey, you guys should talk about it, reflect this with your friends and see what you think about this. Um, I'll repeat the question. What does it mean to receive the Holy Spirit and why do we need the Holy Spirit? Uh, talk about it with your friends and we'll connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.